BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, I'm George Chen. And I'm Paco Romain. And you're listening to SubDoc, a show where we talk to our interesting friends from the entertainment world, sharing about their favorite documentaries. And God, I hope this isn't his favorite documentary. Today we are covering Animal Passions, a 2004 BBC documentary by Christopher Spencer. It's about zoophiles, people who have sex with animals. Trigger warning, literally, the horse is named Trigger. And our guest is comedian Butch Escobar. He's a regular at the San Jose Improv, this punchline, the Hollywood Improv, and the Comedy Store, which has toured all over the country with Felipe Esparza and has performed overseas for the U.S. troops. Welcome, Welcome Butch. to Sup Doc. Yeah. Thank you, hey, Butch. thanks for having me. This is, uh, this is, this is, I love this podcast, so I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you, not so much this documentary, but... Yeah. yeah yes, yes. <laughs> I was, it was like, like, let's have Butch on. He's a great guy. And then you're like, let me talk to you about... And we're just like, ugh. Like, I guess <laughs> I'll tell you my here's my here's what I thought. I'm like, maybe we should make this a Patreon only episode. And I'm like, actually, I think all the Patreon people should be blocked from ever hearing this. That's actually yeah. better for them. If like it's actually better to to, to not know about we're, we're we're saving everyone from watching this, I guess, is the yeah. service we're doing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hear yeah. us talk about it so you don't have to, like, see it yourself. I think it's good to stretch your limits you know that's why i was i was like i i think we should talk about this it's abhorrent what they do yeah it's absolutely. sickening however it's important to talk about stuff that is beyond the pale beyond our limits for, for the record this is not my favorite documentary <laughs> my favorite documentary would have like either bored or like it's not funny at all it's like war stuff or whatever oh. this is like to me, it's like if I'm gonna do some podcast, this is the documentary <laughs> I wanted to do. Oh, I take a war. I take a war right now. <laughs> that makes sense. And take war horse over this. Yeah. Yeah. So you were telling us pre-recording that um, you tell us how you found out about this doc. My girlfriend. My girlfriend uh, loves documentaries. Mm -hmm. She loves your podcast. Oh, Beyond me meeting her, she knew what your podcast oh, was. No way. And uh, so when I told her, you know, that like that I'm friends with, with you guys and stuff, she was like, oh, I have all these suggestions for, pod, for documentaries. <laughs> this is years ago. And I was like, uh... Yeah, like, and so she showed me a couple that were really interesting, and she showed me a couple more, and this was like, okay, uh, I don't think anybody knows this exists. This is this is a true Oof. diamond in the rough, if you will. So, <laughs> yeah, it's something in the rough. In the rough, it's, rough. Rough. it's just rough. Oh, no, there's yeah. gonna be so many animal jokes, um, <laughs> which is fine. So uh, that's that's cool to hear that she's a, a fan of the podcast. It's something yeah. that, 
Like, I feel like if the narrator had not been British, it would have had a completely different tone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if he had like a southern a southern draw, <laughs> right? Or German. <laughs> I feel like German would have made it even creepier. <laughs> Werner Herzog voiceover on this. <laughs> we need to get somebody with a German accent to uh, to redo this film. Yeah. Then, if he'd just been crunching a carrot the whole time he was talking. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, my yeah, gosh. Well, what's funny is you guys sent me the questionnaire, and it was like, "How do you connect with this documentary?" Yeah. Was the first, oh. and I was like, "I don't connect." <laughs> like, let me just be very clear: I do not connect with this documentary. I love your answer. Can I? Do, do you mind if I read it? No, go for we it. We said we we have a guest form we send out, and it said, "Why did you choose this documentary? How does it connect with you?" Because we find that um, a lot of times people don't kind of think about their connection to the doc that they pick, and it makes it interesting. Right. So he uh, Butch said, "I chose this document documentary because it shows how fucked up people are. We talk about uh, we walk around this planet thinking we are the supreme beings, yet here is evidence that we are absolutely the opposite, which is." Yeah. So true. So now that's that's an interesting take. Why don't we expound on that? What do you what do you think about that? What is your feeling about that? I, I it's just that it's it's you know, especially right now with UFOs flying around and everything, it's like we thought we were alone and we thought we were the shit. And we've thought that forever. And in my mind, it's like all these little reminders pop up in in documentary form too, and um where you go, oh man. We're we're fucked, you know. We're like, we're not as brilliant and bright as we think we are. And I think it's a good rem- I think it's a good way to check ourselves as humanity and say, okay, uh, here's a good example as to why we haven't advanced in in this country or in this world. Right. Wait, so but you're saying you wouldn't have sex with an alien though? No, I would. I totally yeah. would. Yeah, that's a different. That's like, a different thing. Certain interspecies relations are allowable. well because you have to. You at got that for the point. story. Right, yeah, like, like exactly, like, oh, do whatever you want with me. I'm, I can't wait to get back home and tell everybody about right. it. <laughs> what do you think um, of that? Why, why now? Why are they, why are they leaking UFO stuff? I think it's, I think this is the same as police brutality. It's not now. It's just we're 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 now realizing it. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I don't mean to make that funny, but it is like, yeah. Oh shit, what's happening now? And it's like. No, man, if you go back like to reports, even like publicly, it's like same thing over and over again, these things zipping around. And it's like, yeah, you know, um, I, I think we're just if you look at the lineage of why that is and there's actually a good documentary about that, that all, like that there's a reason why uh, uh, the Pentagon is saying, okay, these are real because the pressure was on. It was an act of a couple of congressmen. And then before that, it was like a, dis- it was like, um, a guy that was just upset with the department and it moved on and on. And now NASA, ha- I mean, not NASA, the Pentagon has to say it exists. Well, so th- it, it, that's another thing we missed without, uh, you know, when Clinton didn't get elected, you know, she was going to be the disclosure president. Right. Uh, is that what she said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. She said oh. she was yeah, going to disclose reveal. what was that area 51. Oh, interesting. I didn't I don't remember that part. Well, then I I would have voted for her if I'd known that. <laughs> but I will say this as a guy and, and like I'm a kooky guy, yes. Um I know a lot about this subject. The stuff that's happening isn't actually at Area 51. It's at Area S47, which is down the road from Area 51. 
Well, what happens? What do you mean? What happened? Uh, well, if you like believe a guy named Bob Lazar and you follow that whole trail, it's this guy who worked for Area 51 and he was just an engineer, not a not a UFO nut job. And his whole thing is, is like, I don't care about the aliens. I care about the technology. I just love that and there's like one person who's like five minutes. Like, when are they going to talk about the bestiality? Enough <laughs> alien <laughs> <I> stuff. <know. laughs> <laughs> I think we're avoiding the I kind of am. Like, that's, isn't it a lovely day outside? <laughs> like, like, you know what? Because your your podcast is always funny. And it's like, I was like, man, I got to bring something funny. And it's like, I'm Butch Escobar, so it's got to be dumb dumb and ridiculous at the it's, same time. Well, on brand. On brand. On brand, sir. <laughs> yeah. Literally branded. Okay. I didn't realize there was like a, I guess I should have known, like, like zoophile. Like, I didn't know that there was like an actual... <sighs> I had no idea. Like, the guy, our our oh. man in the '70s suit, the do, the scientist doctor guy that we see in the beginning, um, mm-hmm. made it. Doctor John Money. Yeah, John Money, Doctor Money. Uh, is that the guy who's describing almost? Oh like, yeah, paraphilia. Fervent detail. What's happening? <laughs> oh yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, the forty he, paraphilia. He's, he's closeted animal file. Oh, you think? Yeah, because he just seems a little too excited about what's happening here. You got excitement out of that? I I just got yeah. dry scientist, dude. The opinions on Subdoc <laughs> are all of the individuals that are speaking on Subdoc. There is no libel from Dr. Mark Money, uh, Dr. John Money. Uh, Sorry d- about please that. direct that to Butch Escobar, not to <laughs> the Subdoc Incorporated Gmail. Hit up my dad. He controls all my business. Dr. Money. <laughs> well, and so like for people listening and wondering where they can see this, it's on YouTube. It's it's open and it's public and you can Free. it's called Animal Passions. It's on YouTube. So um that's where you can watch us. I mean, from a psychological standpoint, this is pretty interesting. Like it's it's let's let's put aside the like kind of grossness of it all. And like the fact that these folks think that they are Normal, would you say? Is that a good word? Regular, normal, sexual people? I think they're trying to assert that they're normal, but I think they realize they're not. And I think they're also trying to normalize something that should never and probably will never be normalized. Right. It's it's a taboo. And it seems like they're they yeah, they're aware that it's abnormal. But I the the fact that this guy got these people to go on camera without blurring their faces out. Is also nuts. When you think about it, it's like a BBC. I think it's because it's a BBC. And uh, I guess this was part of a series. I'm a little confused on the dates. There's a the, there's a series called Hidden Love that ran from 99 to 2000. Mm-hmm. In the intro to this version of the video, Chris Spencer says, oh, I, I interviewed these people five years ago. And then like this one, I believe, came out in 2004. So I don't know if it's just like an extension. Of, there might be another Hidden Love episode that we did I mean, not the- see. The yeah. YouTube version is really rough and grainy, so it looks like a copy of a copy. Yeah, it has all like the channel I tried to find the clearest four, one for you guys, yeah. but that was the one that I saw. Yeah, it's, it has like a lot of the Channel 4 like little trailer stuff in it and stuff. Yeah, it's definitely real pixelated, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with it being <laughs> pixelated in this case. I could have dealt with deeper pixelation, honestly. Yeah, I, I think these guys are like, what's the worst that could happen? It's just going to be in another country. Yeah, no yeah before you see it here. Yeah, because this was like, I think, yeah, this was made the before YouTube. Before, yeah. So they didn't expect uh, like an online, you know, 
thing where it's going to show them forever. doing that stuff. Literally yeah. forever. Yeah. yeah there, forever. There's like, oh, yeah. there's no way they're going to come up with a website that just like holds a bunch <laughs> of videos. And, yeah. I, I will also say that there's a great, I looked up like the history of this, this, this film and I found a Guardian UK article from 2004. And the title is Watchdog Clears Channel 4 Bestiality Film. I'm like, very oh. clever, Guardian. Very clever, Guardian UK. Guardian UK not known for its funny uh, headlines. A little puns. A, a watchdog <laughs> <laughs> that cleared it. Um, 75 complaints. I think puns yeah. are kind of on accident in this thing, too. Because like, because when I said real rough earlier, I didn't even mean that as a pun. Until right. you were like, oh, yeah, the animal puns are going to be crazy. And I was like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, we're very attuned to, to wordplay just to <laughs> yeah. uh, not feel as gross about this as possible Ooh, yeah yeah this one's rough but i do feel I like it's kind of fucked up that like it's like this is thrown into the series where the other things in the series are like it's just all like uh, or even just like the fact that they would equate these things to other sexual behaviors i mean i guess it, like some of the other topics in the series were like old people are sexually active or someone who was a geisha, or like the history of geisha. Oh, geishas. by the way, here's animals. And, and then just like boom, <laughs> this guy, this guy likes feet. And then like yeah. I got like, fucked by a horse. Who is the famous historical figure that would get fucked by the horse? Well, there's Catherine the Great. That was a rumor about Catherine the Great. But uh, in oh, the uh, new movie or the new miniseries, they just kind of drop that in there. It's just like there's a rumor going on about you. She's like, that's gross. Um, yeah, but, uh, there was also a movie that came out in, I think, 2007. I, I think I did see this other movie, which is like an artsier version of this called Zoo. Uh, it's about the guy who died from fucking a horse. Oh, oh, that might be a totally other film. Yeah. Is that that like 30 second video where that guy gets split in half by a horse, basically? I mean, I think, I I think, I think that's (laughs) correct. Um, yes what yeah no that that's that that film is a better i watched this video okay and it shows these two guys breaking into a farm filming themselves doing what they did with the horse and then it and then it shows like an article to what happened and then it shows the diagnosis to what happened and it was basically a disconnection of your lower intestine from your yeah anus yeah like a prolapse poison yeah Yeah. it's like a prolapse it's it was like uh, awful, but I didn't know there was a documentary about yeah, that. Yeah, that one's Jesus. called Zoo, and it might be better. Like, it's more like a feature film. Uh, Wait, that's not the one with Matt in, Damon, where they buy a zoo? N- n- yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that is the, the porn uh, remake of We Bought a Zoo. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Robinson DeVore is the, the filmmaker, the guy who died. I'm 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 having a little trouble figuring out the googling. Yeah, but this happened in Washington. A guy yes, uh, had sex with a horse and died. Um wow. Whoa. That's Yeah, that video was a rare find. <sighs> I've that... not seen the video though. I mean, I don't think the documentary has the video footage. Well, the video, like, gets depressed a lot or gets banned. It's like, um, Um, yeah, it's not it's not like easy to find it. it, I remember it was like when I saw it, it was on like, uh, uh, like what was like it was like Hagrid.com or one of those like. Oh, right. I remember that. You know, like one of those before there was any Mm -hmm. regulation, it was like floating around. I remember because like I saw it on like this, like, you know, when you're like in your 20s, you're trying to. 
you're trying to see if you could break yourself visually <laughs> from something. Like, yep. <laughs> you know, and it's like, this is a new phenomenon. I always wondered how it affects our generation. That we've seen so much. Yeah. Our dad didn't, our dads didn't get to look up stuff like that, but we could find beheadings or whatever you want. That's right. And that's, well, like there said, was when you're in faces of death. There were those video cassettes. That's right. You know? That's right. Like I remember in high school, like we would skip school sometimes and smoke pot. And then <clears> invariably <throat> there was one guy usually named Scott that would have like a faces of death <laughs> videotape in his backpack or something. And uh, you could, I'd get like 10 minutes maybe into yeah. those things and just be like, like all right, like let's, yeah, let's go outside and get some air, play some Frisbee or something. Yeah. Same guy with like the anarchist cookbook. Same dude. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's it's always Scott for some reason. Fucking Scott's. Um, they're the, they're the uh, ones that will surprise you. I kind of forgot about those early days of the internet where just anything went. You could, and then when Napster came around, you could download. You know, couldn't you get? Yeah, you can get videos yeah. from Napster, right? Or is it just MP3s? You can get videos. You can get everything, man. I was like, I had like one of the biggest iPod like things, and then I had like one of the first uh, data banks, mm. like portable data banks, and I was just loading that thing up with movies, videos, right, right, right. pornos, everything I could find. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> interesting. Um, so back to the horse fucking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like how do you break back into yeah, this? Yeah, the, the segues are always tough. Um, but um, how are you going to do your sponsorship? I that's just, we were just like we're just going to land a big sponsor. It was the Alpo brand of dog food, and after this, we might get a peanut butter. We might get, we might get a peanut butter. That's let's it, yeah. let's talk about Michael and Lori. Uh, they're basically the. I mean, there's Mark. Mark is like the the sad journey guy, and then yeah. there's right. Michael and Lori, who are like the kind of the happy they journey people. Yeah, yeah, they're the centerpiece. They I are feel the like. centerpiece. Let's talk about Michael. Bless and them Lori. in their journey. <laughs> so yes. I would say. What do we have here with Michael and Lori? Basically, <sighs> they. Mike, they're married, they, and they're both yeah. animal files, but they prefer different types of animals, which is interesting because they met organically, unlike the other couple where they met at like an animal file thing. These two met organically, and he was like, I like horses, and she was like, damn, well, I like dogs. Yeah, and, yeah. and then he, there's a scene where like, he, they're talking about stuff, and then he brings the golden retriever. They, they've like divorced or something, right? And then he, yeah, they're divorced because yeah. he can't, he can't stop cheating on her with horses. <laughs> he can't, oh, like, no. like at some point he's like, she's like, we made an agreement to stop doing this with either animal, but I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd see the barn light uh. on since it was like right next to the house, and I knew what he was yeah. up to, and I was like, oh my god, this guy can't stop. He's, it's like having. Like a brothel right next door to your house, you know, and that's you can't have that. No, you, why not get yeah. rid of the horses then? I mean, it oh, I seems mean, like that would so created relationships with them, that, they're not that, gonna understand what's going that's on. That's true, it's not their fault. You can't just, but then like they split up, and then at one point, you see a scene where he brings the golden retriever over who's like all yeah. happy. And, and I had my beloved Mesha, my dog, who was a golden retriever. She was in my life for many, many years, and I, I just, I had to stop 
for a second watching this. Isn't it nuts that it's a golden retriever and not like a pit bull yeah. or, a <laughs> or a Rottweiler? It's like the most Docile. wholesome dog Dude, in America. you're not teaching a pit bull to do any of that, honestly. I mean, <laughs> some people probably. Depends on what you're into, I suppose. That was that lady that, like, that part where they're talking, the two are discussing in the kitchen, and she goes, I think more women are doing this than want to say they are. And I'm like, oh, no, lady. That scene is so amazing and weird and gross and interesting. It's like they are, like, there's all of those close-up shots of the ground (laughs) beef. (laughs) Well, I'm like, she's she's making, like, meatloaf. And they right. were smart. The, the cameraman was smart enough to do like close ups of her hand, like massaging ground beef. With, and it's like, I was like, that's touche. I mean, that's the thing. If you take away, if you take away the gross factor right. and this disgusts me, every scene in this, in this documentary is masterful. Yeah. It's like, I can't, like, you're just, your jaw is hitting the floor even more and more and more. It was like, oh my God. Like, yeah, when I, I went back over and watched this film to make sure I, you know, cause I saw it a long time ago, you know, and, and you guys, I was going through the questionnaires. I was like, and I was like, dude, there's too many to say, which is my favorite. There's or- a lot of clips in here for <laughs> yeah. sure. Like there is a speaker with, let's go to a clip of uh, Michael and Lori. So you guys can get an idea of what we're talking about. We're going to throw to a clip. We'll talk yeah. on the other side. Michael has brought the family dog to visit Laurie, his wife. Laurie and Michael are now separated, but for 25 years they shared their lives with two children and various animals. It's been three months since Laurie has seen her lover, Baby Golden. Kisses and hugs. You are such a. When they broke up, they decided the dog should stay with Michael. To watch our, our, our golden retriever and her interact is just awesome because, I mean, he just adores her and she loves him and it's really cool. It's just really neat. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So there are a lot of what I'll call Easter eggs in this uh, documentary, or I guess they're not really Easter eggs, but like when you watch it a couple times, um, that you see and you're like, that's insane. Like there is a moment when Mark, we haven't really talked about yet, who is the kind of the yeah. sad journey of this doc. He's being driven around. Mark went blind. Yeah. Right. And he's been, driven, C, he's yeah. been driven around by somebody, but I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys noticed in the middle council, there's a handgun 
just like I did notice that. Okay, I did notice that. They don't mention that handgun (laughs) at at all. all. It's like this British guy, like, well, it's America, I guess. It's not even in a holster, and it's bouncing when they're driving. It's like it's bouncing on the middle (laughs) console. Like it's a cup of coffee yes. that they didn't put. Like you even have a holster for your cup of coffee. Yes, I'm glad you guys noticed because I had to rewind it and be like, "Was that a gun? It's a pistol, just like right. sitting on this middle console, just bob, just bobbling Why and this wobbling." Visually impaired guy, right? <laughs> He's like, that's the thing too. That's what I was like. That whole thing, and it goes right by without any mention. It's like a one second <sighs> blip. Yes, it is a one second blip. And then there is, and it's like, I had to rewind it a couple of times. I'm like, did they just really have that? And then, so now we get introduced to Mark who lives in Missouri. I know, surprise. um, (laughs) Where an actual surprise is sex with animals, not illegal in Missouri. For, I think at the time, time, now it is. Yeah. Which is what, 2004. Like, mm-hmm. right. that is not that long ago. What's going on in Missouri, Pocket? I don't know. I guess a lot of animal fucking is what was happening in Missouri. Like, I mean, what causes you to be like, hey, we don't need to make a wall? I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure. Who knows? Missouri is an interesting <laughs> state. It's like, it's kind of cosmopolitan and super backwater. Yeah. Ozarky. I mean, you guys following the Ellie Kemper thing? Oh, Yeah. Mm- that's, That's Missouri, yeah. The the St. Louis, the, yeah. She was part of some like all white like uh like Kinsonier, not a Kinsonier, uh coming out or something. It's like a coming yeah. out party for teenage yeah. girls where you're it's called the unveiling thing. It's only for like rich white people and they've been yeah. doing it for like over a hundred years and it's literally like complete white supremacist weirdness. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. wow. And yeah. she is the uh, un um Kimmy Schmidt, uh, yeah. Kimmy Schmidt, yeah. Um, and the office, yeah. And the office, yeah. Uh, a veiled profit ball. Thank you, Nick. Oh, I did just hear about this. That ball was started by people in the KKK, and I just heard about it this morning while I was cooking. I, yes. I watched the news, and I briefly heard about that. Yeah. And it's Kimmy. when you said Kimmy Schmidt, I was like, oh, where did I hear that this morning? That is it. And thank you, Nicholas. You get $100 for that quick response. Nice. Um, Good job. That is some... I mean, there are... So, like, you could... There are so many weird micro religions in the United States. I think that would be an interesting doc too, is like all these little tiny um, communities that have their own religious ceremony stuff that happens. Does any of them it, like have marrying your horse in it though? <laughs> well, in Missouri, <laughs> you, did, you could just do it, I guess. You could marry it. That's, and that's what this guy did is he married his he horse. Married he married his horse. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, don't, don't. I know. Don't he did. So Mark married Pixel. Pixel. Yeah. Because the first one didn't work out. No, it didn't. No, like, remember, he had a, another yeah. horse friend. He's a before. widow. He's a widow. Cherry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cherry and Cherry. Oh, did Cherry die? Cherry Is died. That what Cherry died okay. and got buried in the back. After he confessed his love, she died. Right. And she got, and it's, he still drives by the house because he doesn't live there no more. And that's yes. when he had the gun. Cherry. That's why he had the gun. Yeah. And can you, like, Poe, can you imagine the poor people who live there? They're like, dude, this, this dead, molested <laughs> horse is in our backyard and there's nothing we can do. What about, about if it? you just happen to watch that fucking video? I, like, and been like, that's our house. That's my house. That's our fucking house. Dad. Yeah. Wait a minute. We live there. <laughs> 
wait a second. There's a oh man. Yeah, man. It's oh god. I is there no shame? So they don't. When do you have shame? Is that what like? No remorse, no shame, right? Well, I liked Mark because he kind of says, look, man, if women were constant in my life and I could get girls, this wouldn't be an issue. Whereas, like, the other guys, uh, Lori and what's his name, Michael, right. are like, no, nah, we're just into this. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, Mark's kind of like, look, man, if girls paid attention to me, I would I'd be down. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. He did. He was basically saying, like, I, but he has kids. He had at one, one time was with... A wife. That's that was a reveal. That was the other thing, that was a reveal. man. It was like, can you imagine you as a kid? No. Like, no. it's Dad's bad gone. enough, yeah. like, imagining my dad. Just fucking. Like, in, banging his girlfriend now. Right. You know in what general. I mean? like, Just in general. Like, I walked in. When my mom passed away, it took a couple years for my dad to get a girlfriend. And I walked in the house and I heard him and his new girlfriend having sex and it was dis oh my god no. like every part of me fell apart yes <laughs> no parent could you imagine walking into the bar oh. <laughs> oh no no I- seven o'clock at night to go make out with your date in the hay and there's your dad <laughs> <laughs> make out with your date in the hay <laughs> i guess i mean so i imagine you did in missouri right. you know? it's by like the it- way yeah. didn't ken didn't ken get bit a lot he was getting bit that in the back. guy that like, guy was what? to me far the creepiest. Like, it, I don't know. Michael's pretty creepy, but this guy was like, he bit him. But the other thing was, he didn't enjoy. My favorite quote was, uh, "It wasn't tits," is what he actually referred to it as. He goes, "Having sex with a horse wasn't tits, but I just got off on satisfying him." <laughs> he did not. He, yeah, his whole thing is like, this wasn't for me. This is for the horse, which I've literally yeah. had that. I've had a woman say that to me before, too, which was like, <laughs> I'm not going to get off. This is just for you. And I was like, oh, hey, that's awesome. But that <laughs> so my experience. Now you're feeling a little bit like the horse. Well, my experience was tits. It was it was nice. But like, Mike, uh, I don't know. I should just stop talking. Ken's. Yeah, I like, like there, this, Nick, you screenshot this. I'm just a puff of smoke. I've like gone to another room. <laughs> it's like that Homer Simpson thing was backing into the bush. I like that. I like that. I've I, I've gotten George Chen to to like question his decisions in life. Oh, yeah. No, it's been six years of the show. It's like been a lot of questioning. <laughs> So, yeah, we see a scene where Ken is talking with someone. Who is Ken with? Um, Allie, right? Is Allie the woman with yes, the sunglasses? Yes, Allie's his girl. Allie's oh, his, his wife. His wife is, okay, that's oh, Allie. Okay. And, they're, and they met, and see, that's the thing is, they met at a convention or some, oh, no, they said they met through some friends that are also animal fighters. Right. And they and and she said, my favorite. That's one of my favorites. Again, one of my favorite parts is when she goes, uh, "I did. I took him to go see the horse that I own and I do things with, and I didn't know what else to do, so I just started doing the thing with the horse again, and right in front of him. And he was like, "Hell yeah, let's go!" You know. And it was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> hell yeah." <laughs> oh man i thought like i couldn't handle furries and then you throw this at me like the, the, like like furries was already like i'm just like i'm trying to like accept oh, that this yeah. is a thing the, that's then, the thing is is like you didn't know this existed i did like, you didn't but know this was a thing i did not like see that's watch the thing this. is like I, okay growing up and i grew up partly in the country too okay but 
I knew that, like, okay, yeah, there were guys and we had jokes about sheep and whatnot, yeah. but I didn't know, like, I like when you make a club about something, you know, like you might as well have made a magazine about it. Back that's like the back in the day, if you if there was a magazine about whatever you were doing, that was a lifestyle. Right. Mm-hmm. I had no idea this was a lifestyle, like, and that it was supported, and there were people like high fiving each other, and like this is great, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. There, there is a magazine for everything, and that was the culture. Was the zine that was about what was the advertising like in that magazine? Can you imagine NBR life or something like that? I don't know. You know NBR like- <laughs> life. Oh my god, dude. <sighs> I just, I'm sorry. It's on H Chan or something. I Funny. Don't know. Yeah. Oh my god. That is no because they already had like horse life back then, right? You know, like if you go to the magazine rack, it'd be like horse life, and it's like I remember thinking like. Who cares that much about horses to like look at pictures of horses? Straight up, everyone, the people that are into horses are like so into horses already. It's already close to, it's like all, if you're just like kind of sort of into horses, you, it right. doesn't mean sexually, but peop, there, you, there's a type. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things is if you're into horses, you really got to be into horses. Right. You know, like not sexually, but if you're like, I own horses, because they're so expensive. They're super expensive. See, yeah. It's like insane. And but this takes it to a whole I will, new level. I will say I was just listening to because of this episode that we're doing. I was like listening to a random like equestrian podcast, and they were talking about like <laughs> the way that they gauge whether a horse is overweight or underweight. Because you know how sometimes they're super like underweight, and like you can see their ribs and stuff. And there's a point where they're like too fat, and they have like a numerical scale for fat shaming a horse basically it's like if it's not a four or a six you got a problem like you got to check their diet so there's like this yeah. whole like thing about like gauging like it's known in the horse world like like i they didn't even get into that like like i only go well, for eights you know like i'm kind of when like, i kind of grew up in the country it was around horse people i grew up in a ranching area not a farmer area mm-hmm. you know so it was like I knew people who loved horses. I rode horses. They're cool. I dig them, but yeah. like I couldn't own one. So Paco, you ridden, I never thought horse? about it. What's up? You ridden horses? Yeah, a little bit. Like I grew up in the farm country too, but we didn't, it wasn't really like ranch horse area in Michigan. It was more like cattle and that kind of stuff. But I dated a girl in college that had a horse and uh, she had it at this ranch called the Oive Ranch. This like old Jewish couple from New York City moved to Michigan to open a nice. horse ranch. And it like her one horse, it was like five grand a month or something just to like stable it and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah they're very expensive. expensive. Yeah, they're very expensive animals. It's really and that's the thing is like so I mean and again like you know you heard like I mean there's these two kids that live down the street from us <laughs> that are causing trouble all the time and like you know we made jokes because they were kind of hillbillies and they weren't like they didn't show up for school all the time and we're like oh they're with their sheep or right. Whatever, but man, like, I just never thought I would exist in a world where it was like, oh, no, this is a something. Right. That, you know, and even to the point, like, to the point of where it was on TV. Like, someone felt compelled enough to make a film about it. Yeah, which makes you always, like, I always have this question for documentary filmmakers. It's like, how do you get find these people? Like, do you put a Craigslist ad out? Like, how do you find people that nowadays i'd assume tiktok or but. tiktok yeah there you go <laughs> like i i see people like this all the time on tiktok now like i could like it, this has got to be the best time for documentarians because you just have to dip into the internet oh yeah and 
go on Reddit or something and you'll find something cringy or weird to make you go, oh my God, there's people who do this. Let's talk about but, that. I'm not like, I am not well versed into TikTok at all. And you wrote okay. something in our forum about TikTok that I thought it was really interesting. So let's, let's talk about that for a second. Um, you, you talk about, uh, people getting famous on TikTok for wrong reasons. Oh yeah. And, and I, I think the question was like, what would you like to see a documentary about? And it was that, so there's people on TikTok, like young girls that are wearing bathing suits, or there's one girl who, uh, preaches peace and like unity and all that stuff. And she does pretty well. And like, you got the positive kids and you got all these in-betweens. But then you have like this one couple that I watch that gets shit faced and does like these horrible lip syncs to music <laughs> and they get dressed up and she's like gross looking and wears like fancy, like sexy outfits. And he's like, he's like this huge round guy with like long black hair. And like they, they're probably in Michigan <laughs> and they do these lip syncs and they're so famous now that they get sponsorships, what? they get paid. Yeah, man. There's so many, and there's so many. There's like a guy who's a security guard, and he's like, I like, and he's like, I hate rapists, you know. And this is what happens to rapists. And he punches like, he just like kicks the crap out of like this like pillow thing that's on his door, <laughs> and like he's wearing a security vest and he's got his handcuffs on him and he's like twirling the handcuffs around. That guy got tons of followers. Wow. And he gets paid. Like he like his. TikTok pays you after a while huh. or finds you ways to get paid. Are we talking and, millions? Is that what makes it someone like a celebrity on TikTok? I'm yeah, like as far as views, mm -hmm. as far as followers, mm -hmm. yeah, TikTok you got to get like you're we're talking like 25 million, 30 uh, million, you know, like yeah. but it's not hard, man. I mean, I put up a few videos and I got 28,000, you know? Wow. It's like I put up I put up the worst videos you can ever watch. Right. Like like my own family is like, oh god, these are awful. But like, mm -hmm. you know, they get some attention, and like, um, so to get that number is really hard. But I watch guys. There's this guy who does this thing where he answers the phone, and it says across the the screen, "Brother, come help me." He hit me again, and he hangs up the phone. It's the same song every time, and he throws these punches at the at the camera, and and then he does a roundhouse, and like, uh he's he another one who's getting sponsors he's getting paid and then what now he's doing is he does lip syncs and he does live lip syncs so he'll go up with a country because this is country music world okay so he goes up to the country music artist he stands next to it and he does the whole lip sync and next to the guy it's super cringy it's insane i love all of it <laughs> uh, i you know what tiktok has given real middle america a voice and and despite what like the re, like you know like I know most people their minds want to recoil and go this isn't my country but to me I'm like hell yeah dude that this is who we are as human beings that is an interesting point there is there are people from between New York City and LA that live between New York City and LA that would like yeah. to be famous and do interesting things they've never had much of an outlet. Um, and that is what that's an, yeah, I've never thought about that before. It's in an, in an odd way, it's kind of like what these people are doing in this doc, which is like, I'm not weird. I'm not different. I just happen to love animals, animals. Yeah. yeah. Which is, yeah, I think, it, I think that's the thing is, is, uh, 
in this world, despite whatever walk of lives or whatever, like we watch TV, we watch TikTok, we watch YouTube, we watch Instagram, and all of us yearn to be something, or most of us do. I think some of us go, nah, that's not for me, you know, like, and I think there's a good contingent of that. But I think when you sit and watch all day long, people just doing normal things and, and, and getting attention for it, it makes you go, well, I, I need that attention as well. Yeah. You know, a lot of us, I mean, that's why I'm a comic, because I need to I need to control a room for a few minutes and make people laugh, hmm. you know, but some people are like, I need to fuck horses. I don't know. <laughs> right. There, there is a moment when Mark, Mark talks about, like, if he had a button, he would push it and go back to, like, just having his kids and his wife and cooking some burgers and watching some football on Sundays and having a couple beers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's because horse horse loving makes life more complicated. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's got to. I mean, that, yeah, it has to make it more like complicated. Like, if I didn't get involved with all these horses, life would be so much better. What is it about the, like, watching this doc where, like, all of these people voted for Trump? Like, why? what is that parallel? All of them. I know. All, you can, it's like, they all voted for, well, I Mark would imagine. Died, so, yeah, not Mark, but he probably right. would have, yeah. I, I, he probably would have. And I think that the correlation really is, is like, um, man, like there's a large portion of this country that's um, undereducated, uninformed, and feels like they shouldn't have to be. And this is the easy way. Having a Donald Trump is the easy way to not be informed. You know, like, you know, uh, posting memes is the easy way to not be informed. You know, believing that the COVID vaccination and the COVID stuff and all that stuff is a hoax is it's easier than actually doing the research you know like so it's like it's like how many people do you know voted for trump didn't vote before all my friends were like i don't vote like i would talk to him about who you're gonna vote for this year blah, blah blah my parents were the only ones that were political and and they were like um you know, and all my friends when I talk about it would be like, I don't, I don't vote. I don't, it's stupid. I don't get into that shit. And then all of a sudden Trump comes along because it's easy. It makes it, oh, now he simplifies shit. Yeah, we're not paying attention to our country. Dude, white people are sick of getting picked on when comics go up on stage and be like, white people do this and black people do that. You know, and they get mad and they like, and it's like, because it's easy. Because it's easier than than figuring out that the world is fucked by pollution or that there's racism and stuff. Huh. That is really interesting. It's like a quick bridge. It's like, I don't have to do anything. There's They're feeding me the information and now I can just right. like hand it off. Yeah, I mean, everything else is do it for me. Deliver my groceries. There's an app that does that. You know, go get my food. There's an app that does that. Now it's like kind of like let's push button uh, politics. And it's also kind of like, yeah, like I do what I do and I love it. However, the liberal elite, I'm making air quotes for people at home, um, have deemed it um, not good or it's cancel culture or these goddamn animal living, loving liberals. Right. Fuck one horse, you get fuck canceled. My horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, <laughs> fuck one underage horse and everybody's mad at and you. That defines me. Oh no, we've really uncovered something here. Yeah. That is so oddly true. It is kind of bizarre. Um, you know how simplifies things, Paco? Hmm? You know how simplifies things? What's What does? Acronyms. Acronyms simplify things. Uh, yeah. Yes. Do you have an acronym you'd like to talk about, George? Well, I did actually learn one acronym from this document. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love this. Uh, it's my favorite. Yeah. Do tell. 
uh, J-R-H-N-B-R. Right. Or J-T-R-H-N-B-R. Yeah, that's right. Right, right, right. J-T-R-H. But you can say N-B-R for short. You Just could NBR. say N-B-R. Well, what, tell the people at home who have not seen this documentary what that stands for. Just the right height, no bucket required. That's it. Just the right height, no bucket required. This is literally an acronym in the culture of horse fucking. Yes. They yeah. have their own <laughs> acronym. And that so we see, um, who do we see? We see Michael, Mark, maybe, and one other guy on the fence. Yeah, they're all on the fence like they're watching a bunch of girls at a mall. Oh, it's my favorite. It's, so true. it's my favorite. Because they're staring across this field at these horses. So true. And, and they're like, look at that one right there. Like, oh, that she's coming oh, over. That to one's me. beautiful. Yeah. Like, and look at that. Look at that stripe she has going down the front of her hoof. It's like, oh my oh, God, like, I love it. You can't really hang out at a mall and look at girls like that either anymore. No, you can't anymore. do that anymore. <laughs> like, like, you can't. But me like, and my and two buddies were just like <laughs> assigning you what horse you'd be. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 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 So they are talking about the different horses, and then the horses come up to them. There's some kissing, um, some light petting. Yeah. Uh, He kisses the horse's lips. Yeah. And he's like, it's a real turn on when they come to you, like stuff like that. And then they they mention the. the JRH NBR. You, you know what? I'll tell you why your mind repels in this one the most. I mean, for the simple, like just outside of the simple, like thing that's going on, but your mind also recoils because as a guy, as a guy, here's where I go. As a guy, when a woman approaches me and says, Man, you are so handsome. That's like a huge turn on to me. Sure. That makes me feel good. Yeah. And when this guy talks in that way about horses, my whole like inner soul just crumbles. You know, it's like, oh man. I know. Well, it's got a creepy uncle feel to it where it's like, right. come sit on yeah. your uncle's lap. And because they're innocent beings, like they they don't know what the fuck they're about to walk into, you know, the animals that is. Oh no! Those animals have no idea what they're about to go. They into. have no idea, and to take advantage <laughs> of that is just so horrific and disgusting that they would like. And then, like the stuff that they have to go through internally to justify it and to make it okay in their own heads. Like Michael, the entire doc is like, "It's fine. It's good. Like I'm fine with it. I don't understand why this is a problem." And like, <sighs> you know, like they really, really have to justify it. George's stress is. I know George is just like George's apparent stress. <laughs> you can see it is my favorite part of this podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking, like you know, like there there is like people medically have to do certain things with animals sometimes. Like you kind of have to like basically jerk off animals occasionally if you're a scientist. Yes, yes, That's animal thing people have is to a real do. Thing. And but they're not like I enjoy this, you know. No, you have to put on a glove. When I lived on the farm, you had to put on a glove that goes up to your arm, Mm -hmm. and and to give uh, the horse like some, uh, what do you call them? Not I'm sorry, not the horse, the cow. When you give them like some cultures in their stomach to help with the feeding process, Mm -hmm. you have to stick your arm all the way in there. Mm To deliver that medication, mm. you know, and then also to deliver a calf, sometimes you have to. Right. They make gloves that go all the way up to your arm, and and like I said, in, when I was in high school, we had a class called Animal Husbandry, mm-hmm. which everybody made a joke about, but it was actually about like delivering and birthing 
uh, animals from larger animals, mm-hmm. from like big, huge cows and horses and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> there's also like there are animals that fully like sexually assault people. Like there's yes. dolphins. Dolphins. Dolphins actually do that. So then there's like, like it's like. Is it? Fi- it's not like you know. We're in control on land, but the animal doesn't know <laughs> we're what it's in doing. control. On like land, when a dog's yeah. humping your leg, the dog's just like, "This feels it's good. Excited. It's a natural yeah. instinct. Yeah. They're happy. You know. Yeah. I think I think dolphins is a little creepier because They're they have. Smart. Um, is that true? Is they oh, have yeah. A, uh, what is it's it called? A cortex. They have a. Yeah. They have a frontal. What is it called? A frontal cortex or something. Sounds right. So there's only a few things that have it outside of human beings, and it's what causes us uh, to be able to think and make cognizant decisions. Rational mm-hmm. thought. And uh, yeah, and, and crows have it, and dolphins have it. I think there's like a couple other. No animals one's that fucking maybe a do. crow. I'll tell you that. No, but crows know how to figure shit out. They're not trying to fuck nothing. They're trying to get as much food as possible. Dolphins will actually do it to be assaulting. Yeah, like they rape each other. Like, like, uh, in in that way, mm-hmm. like they're very social, and that's a social thing, uh, you know. And then there's the whole otter facts joke that I used to have about otters doing bad things to other Aww. um otters. Not otters. So, I mean, Aww. yeah, it happens. Oh, it's the worst, dude. Otters is the worst. Oh, they're so cute. Otters uh, sexually assault each other. They rape baby seals. Oh my god! And this used to be a joke that I had, and I think it was just a common thing. This is on brand. But comic started doing. It. I'm not ready for any of this. So like otters, and then and the explanation is this, and this is because I love. That's the thing is I love animal stuff and all that stuff, sure. but I learned this because of the joke, and I went to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Otters live on two sides of a bay, and in the middle is where the females chill, and the males will gather and the females come and meet the males, but they only select about four or five of the suitors and then they, they do their thing and then they all split up again. So you have a ton of horny males and a fee, a baby seal looks similar to a female otter. So they grab it up, they scoop it up and they do things with it. They bury it under the sand. They, after it dies from shock, they come back and they do it again. What? And and they do it over until the body falls apart from decay, and then they go find another victim to do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when I asked if this was true at the Monterey Bay Aquarium, and I asked someone who'd been pretty knowledgeable in the field of animal stuff altogether, and the guy goes, that happens, he's all, but it happens all the time in the wild. We have a video that never made it. To surface about oh, they don't where sh- we saw, they don't show it at the Monterey Bay Aquarium. No, they're like, like he goes, we saw that we were watching these these this uh, pride of lions, and we we're watching this one like particular guy, and he kind of snuck off from the pride, and he found a zebra, he wrestled it down. We thought, oh my god, like here's proof that they sneak food or do something different, and he raped this zebra, and then he just let the zebra go off on its own and went back to his pride like nothing happened. Wow. You know? <laughs> wow. So, so like, you know, and that was the confirmation. That story came with the confirmation of, like, yeah, otters do that. Animals do it all the nature's time. Nature's pretty other. brutal. Yeah, nature's metal. Yeah. I don't know if you ever follow that subreddit, but. I have not. Nature's metal is one of my favorite subreddits because it's <sighs> like, this isn't David Attenborough territory, man. No, yeah. Like, they should have, like, <laughs> who's the guy from Black Flag? Uh, Henry Rollins? Henry Rollins narrate. 
how fucked up animals are oh, to each man. other. I'd like to see that documentary too. Wow. That's something. Um, let's go to this clip where Michael describes exactly what JRH NBR is. Get up to the house and Ellie says, oh, I see you've been down fooling around. You've got a big bite mark on your back again. <laughs> JRH NBR, just the right height. No bucket is required. I happen to have a pony mare that is JRH and BR. And that's really nice because you're not trying to do a balancing act standing on something. It's so funny, the guys start comparing about what they use to stand on. Or how, what they, is more stable. Or how they disguise it in their car. Or then you go to a strange barn and you start, ch and, and you catch the guys checking the bottoms of the feed buckets for footprints. <laughs> to me, I feel there are a lot more women who are with their dogs Men have no idea. Mm -hmm. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So um, you're into... Uh, nature stuff you're into documentaries yeah. um did you did you watch planet earth like i'm trying to cleanse i'm trying to sorbet this yes yes i love planet earth yeah planet earth yeah. Was, was amazing yeah let's cleanse let's cleanse the palate yeah here, yeah i'm will. gonna lime sorbet <laughs> some of this for a second and all right good and then there's the walk of the penguins all right we're back yeah yeah yes yeah. great movie. oh i know it is a great movie but do you this, like other like it seems like taboo we're talking kind of basically like taboos right like this is like a documentary about a taboo can be well done there's that one about that there's a cannibal documentary it's like keep the river on your right do you know that oh, one? Oh yeah no yeah, yeah it's yeah, about yeah. this rich dude who like went and lived with these people in i think maybe new guinea and then like part of it was like he just lived with them and was part of their culture and there was some cannibalism and he partook in it he's like a western guy who Went and lived with cannibals, came back, lived oh, to tell man, the tale. That's crazy. And to me. yeah, no, you should watch that documentary. I've um, seen that doc. It's yeah. really amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. really well done. Yeah. Um, this is not like the uh, the equivalent, really. It does feel no. exploitative to me. I don't know if you guys. Oh, it's definitely like trash TV. I feel like it's definitely like like um, it's like the National Enquirer of documentary kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, which makes me wonder how they handled the other topics in this like series, you know, this hidden love series, which is, you know, which I haven't seen those all old BBC docs, though, man, they were exploitive like that. A mm -hmm. lot of them, I remember them like BBC kind of flipped its its coin a little bit in the last decade where it's like, OK, I go to BBC for my balance, my real balance news or, you know, for authorities on stuff. And you got this guy with a British accent and he sounds great and everything, <laughs> you know, and like it's not this stuff that was in the past. Right. right. It's like Adam Curtis now. It's not like this Christopher Spencer. Like, I'm oh, gonna man. Expose. Yeah. 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 There's also um, there was a movie. Uh, Paco, did you ever see Sleeping Dogs Lie? No, you know about that movie? that's the Bobcat. It's a, it's a Bobcat movie about basically this topic, uh, which is like it's a comedy. It's like a rom-com about a woman who like in college blew her dog and then 
it's just whether she's going to tell her fiance about it or not. I I mean, I just I, I just started watching it. So there is some kind of other weird stuff out other there. Other shape of water. <laughs> there is like, yeah, which is kind see, of like. I, that's the thing is that's not this is not normally my my thing. Like I watch war documentaries. I watch like docu like I just watched the Bob Lazar documentary. Like I watch UFO stuff, Bigfoot stuff. I love conspiracy Dude, theories. Why didn't we do Sasquatch? Oh, we should have oh, Sasquatch. Didn't I tell you to? Did you watch Sasquatch? No, not yet. Okay, you know what it's about though, right? Yes, yes, and I can't wait. It's a, like I'm Humboldt like... County. Two guys supposedly are killed. It's unclear by whom. People think it was by a Sasquatch. Murder, right. murder in uh, the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the more focus that I'm on right now is the UFOs, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, but I can't wait to get into the Sasquatch stuff. We again. We'll have to have you back for that because I think. Oh, <laughs> I would love to. I did see that was the thing. Was like, man, I don't want to like put out like the documentaries that I watch because they're like you're gonna be like, oh man, how do we make this funny? But just so fucking boring, you know? It was <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, like I said. In the beginning, like we have to stretch our limits of, you know, of what is tolerable sometimes. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what documentaries do I agree. is they make you they make you go in somewhere where you wouldn't normally go and make you realize like, oh wow, man, like there's more to this world than you can even imagine. Yeah. There's there's and, one I recommend to both of you, which is called Married to the Eiffel Tower. Have you heard of that one? Mm-mm. No. So there's no. something called objectum sexuality. That's people that are in love with inanimate objects. Oh, and there's wow. a pretty good doc about that. I must have watched it like 12 years ago. Uh, so I, I seen clips on yeah, this. You there's, probably a, have. there's there's another show uh, uh, and they actually do a bit on the one we just talked about. It's a it's a it's a couple. It's this uh, guy named Ethan and Ela. It's H3H. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just watched that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so back in there, they used to do reaction videos. One of them is about this girl who has a thing for roller coasters. Yes, that's that's that documentary. Is that that documentary? Is that documentary? Ah. There's like three or four people. She's like a little sadder than the other one who's like very together, <laughs> yes. who's like an archer, lives in San Francisco, got engaged to the Eiffel Tower, uh, loves the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm just like, didn't no love for the Bay Bridge. Understandable, you know. Not quite as nice. Uh, you can't like walk, you can walk Disney across sisters. the back end. <laughs> Right. Huh? They're like Disney sisters, the Golden Gate Bridge yeah. and the Bay Bridge. They're yeah. like the, right. the hot one and then like the one that nobody notices. <laughs> yeah, it is like Frozen. Yes, very yes. much like Frozen. And no matter how much you like like change the other one, it still nobody no, cares about it. Still, it still yeah. she still has ugly braces on, like because it hasn't been right. finished yet. You know, <laughs> that's that second half reminds you of what she used to. Right, be. exactly. While the Golden Gate Bridge is just throwing her hair behind her shoulders and like everybody loves, loves me. it so much. Yeah, she's on TikTok. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that I recommend that one as well in the spectrum of things. I know you also like threw out this real doll documentary, which I've not watched yet. Gotta check out what's going on. Oh that one. yeah, that's the other one. My my girlfriend made my girlfriend loves quirky, weird stuff, and she loves to show it to me because as much as I'm a comic, you know, my regular life I'm serious. Which like, is, I love is that thing in the corner your girlfriend? What thing? The thing in the corner? Is that your is that who you're calling your girlfriend? 
Uh, that doll, you mean? That giant yeah. blow-up doll? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm all, wait. Uh, she, <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah, my girlfriend uh, recommended no, I, all this weird so shit I to me. I have a real girlfriend. Paco could ver- verify that. Yeah, she is that. lovely. She's, She's very nice, yes. Um, yeah, I know. That's It's hard to believe. She smells of latex. Especially when you see my girlfriend, you're like, what? The yeah, it doesn't hell, make dude? sense. I know Butch isn't making any kind of money. Yeah, anything. it doesn't make sense. No. Yeah, it doesn't You guys make are sense. like a sitcom couple. Look, all Subdoc fans are attractive. We know that. That's factual. That's, That's right. Uh, That's yeah. right. We, we have stats to prove that. <laughs> That's true. Oh, this one's very attractive. And uh, I look at her every day and I go, man, I don't know what you're into, girl, but I'm glad you are. Well, apparently she's into having sex with horses because she dated you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I know. Here's other things I do do that's kind of creepy with my girl is like uh, because she's short. So when she's walking across the like parking lot or something, I'll be like NBR. (laughs) Because girl, you're just the right. Oh, you ain't need no bucket, girl. (laughs) And she's like, don't, don't please don't don't smash that subscribe button. On. (laughs) (laughs) I like when they're like, and then I'd go to the barn and I'd turn the bucket over to see if there's footprints on it. Like, yeah, yeah, to see if someone else came along yeah. and the, and that fucking filthy lying cheating horse did something with somebody yes. else. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh man. Like that's the thing is what if the horse falls in love with like what if like one day Michael wakes up and his son is with that mare. Right. And and the horse is like, "Hey man." Wait, but didn't someone have a horse castrated? No. Okay, so Dog. that's the best story at the end is that they do a real quick brief on Sarah. And Sarah, oh, Sarah had a dog yeah. that she was cheating on her husband with, and the husband went and got the dog fixed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then she left. She left him after that. Oh. No, she left because he threatened to have the dog killed. Oh, he down, threatened to have the dog killed. Yeah, which is right. also like, yeah, fucking divorce that guy for sure. Yes. Uh, in, in, if he's threatening to kill your dog, but. Well, there's so yeah. much to unpack there, there's, as yeah. the kids say. Yes. Unpack. So, yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> George, are, do you have a cold? You sound a little hoarse. Uh, uh, I say nay, no, Paco. I say oh no, no, let's stop. <laughs> oh man, so wow. Um, so let's cast this doc. Gotta cast this doc. Gotta cast this doc. Let's cast it. So, um, I I just felt like Nick Offerman could play pretty much all the guys. <laughs> I feel like Nick Offerman could have been like any of these guys in the movie version. See, I imagine this movie, if this was a movie in the in the like same way that they redid Pee-wee Herman's Big Adventures at the end of Pee-wee Herman's Big Adventures. Right. Like they sensationalized right. it, you know? Yeah. So like you you have like a Brad Pitt or a George Clooney as as Michael and and like uh maybe like uh uh like a really beautiful girl as the horse and they uh, do her makeup and everything. Yes. I like yeah. Sophia v- Vergara is what you Did I put Sophia yeah. Vergara? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, not I not guess. Sarah I mean, Jessica Parker. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> low hanging like, fruit. Low hanging fruit. Okay, so I thought of that one, and I'm off. That's the first joke, Butch. You know that rule. Yeah, no, yeah. I went. Thank you move, for leaving me. The move past fruit. the first joke. That's funny. And Kathy Bates yeah. is Lori. That's pretty funny. Yeah, Kathy Bates is this jealous wife who wakes up in the morning and 
George Clooney, her husband, is out there with Sofia Vergara. Right. You know, and uh, it's uh, and she finds out, and then maybe the dog could like uh, Sunny Boy or whatever his name is could play Luke, be played by Luke Wilson. Oh my you god! Know? And- <laughs> Paco, do you know? I'm gonna throw out a name. Is it Paul Williams? Does that yeah. ring a bell? The the singing Who? songwriter. Paul Williams always has the sunglasses. Yeah. That's who I think of for Ken. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. I can see that. Yeah. Paul Williams, definitely. That documentary. Have you ever seen the documentary, the Paul Williams documentary? I think it's no. called like, Still Here. No, or I'm still, looking at Paul Williams or still right standing. now. It's really good. It's actually really good. Um, I It's 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 always on HBO like yeah. once in a while. Um, <gasps> that guy could totally yeah. play yeah. him. Yeah. I also feel like Jack Black has to be in this, but I don't know. Oh, like, right. Any number of people could be Jack Black could do a number of these guys. Yeah, I could see Jack Black being it. And then directed by Ron Howard, right? So which direction <sighs> do we want to go? Do we want to go Ron Howard direction or like Gus Van Sant direction? I'm thinking Gondry. Just oh. full Gondry. Just full like fantasy cardboard right. box animals. Well, that's the thing is, to me, it's like, like imagine Cats. You know how mm-hmm. Cats was actually played by humans? Yeah. Oh, God. Like, that's <laughs> what I'm imagining the horses. But you okay? constantly out- dement us i did not even think about like how much cats the version of cats that came out two years ago you know how they like they 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 took all the buttholes out they did edit with the buttholes in oh wow it's it's for furries it's totally for furries the world's not ready for buttholes yet but right now when we cast uh you know animal passions right the movie right I think we're ready for buttholes in 2022. Yes. Animal passions. Read, uh, watch the movie Equus. Do you know about that one? Mm-mm. It's kind no. of about the same stuff. It's from like the 60s or 70s. It's like some teenage kid who like gets freaky with a horse and then he like see kills George. The horse. You can't give me looks like you've been giving me with all this knowledge. <laughs> George knows they all. Made of them. Read they made me read that in high school. They made me read that book in high school. What high school did you a go? Catholic yeah. high school, but a Catholic <laughs> high school. Fan That's of right. I did. Oh man, it's all about the you... guilt. It's all about the guilt and the shame. That's why it sure is. I yeah. went to Catholic school as well, and oh man, that guilt, in, that good old Catholic guilt in San Jose. Yeah, uh, San Jose and Gilroy. Maybe you guys went to the same one. Yeah. Um, the uh, So, yeah. Did you feel bad for Mark at the end? I think they try to make you feel bad. And it's like, I'm more aware of this now because like after capturing the Freedmans and like we had this whole thing with Curtis where he's just like, man, why did they make me feel bad for this pedophile? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get fall into that trap again. OK, so the Buddhist in me finds okay. compassion for everything. But the real Butch Escobar who lives on planet fucking Earth is like, fuck all these yeah, people. I'm, I'm, fuck all these people to the next planet and then the next planet after that. Because I feel like, you know, yeah, kids, dude, we already got the pedophile thing down. We fucking hate them. And we think that they should be castrated and, and cast aside from our society. But to me, it's the same thing as animals, man, especially with dogs. Dude, I don't have horses, so I don't have no love for horses, but I own dogs and I love my dogs, you know, and I couldn't imagine someone doing those awful things to them. I got a cat here. We're going to have to get a cat sitter in a little while. I'm just like, nothing can happen to my precious boy. Nothing can happen to him. No, Sherbs. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's, and that's the thing, man, is like I said, like practically like 
fundamentally, I go, man, what fucked you up, dude? Right. Especially with the guy that married Pixel. Like, what fucked you up, dude? Like, I'm sorry something happened to you. Like, what kind of parents did you have? But at the same time, it's like, dude, come on. You fucking know better, especially Michael. Yeah. Bro, you that guy's the master manipulator yes. in that whole thing. He's the not the victim. Mm-hmm. You know, as the other maybe the other guys are. You could tell there's something wrong with uh the dude with the funky hair. Mm-hmm. Um Ken, yeah. Ken. Ken. But my Chucky? Man, <laughs> little little little, little Chucky. bestiality Chucky. <laughs> yeah, the little beast exactly, dude. Like you could tell, like his parents somebody fucked him up. Like he had an uncle that Dragged him into the bathroom or some shit. But this guy, Michael, has been a master manipulator his whole life. Mm-hmm. And that's what he does. Is he Marigasm? He's, he's Marigasm, right? He's he's the Marigasm oh, guy. He, and, and, and that description of how it feels to have a mare orgasm on you was like the, the, like, that's where my mind just went off the, like, off the charts and was like, Jesus Christ. I got a shirt this with to Paco pause. and George. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I wanted to do guys as well. <laughs> That's true. Also, people sticking their dicks in, in weird things. <laughs> those are just rubber things, though, that have no control. That's true. Like those, you can find, you can find like real compassion mm-hmm. and sorrow for those people because it's like, man, you can't form human connections. You know, and, and yeah. almost in a way, acceptance. Like, hey, man, you're not like my whole thing is if you're not hurting mm-hmm. anything, then do you. Yeah, you Eiffel know, Tower, so, so a guy, rubber doll, whatever. Yeah, yeah. like you want to, hey, you want to come up in the middle of the night and fuck cars? Like, because there's a person who does that. You know, like there's there's people who stalk parking lots at night and do stuff like that. I don't care. You can nut in my tailpipe all you want. You know what yeah. I mean? But don't fucking in this nut economy? In my horse. Yeah. What? In this economy? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, um, with that, um, let's. Uh, Let's do some plugging. Let's do no. That's a horrible. <laughs> Jesus. Oh no. What's on your bucket list, Paco? I'll be at Bob's horse ranch this weekend. <laughs> on my bucket list. Oh, George, that's funny. Uh, I'll be Justin Gilroy. Well, we should just end. We should just end this. Maybe nobody should. Nothing should exist after this. Uh, oh, man. I like that what? we only had horse jokes. Very few dog jokes. Yeah. Yeah, we don't mm, because it no too close to home. I'm sad that I mean, and not sad, but it's weird in a way that the dogs didn't play the the prominent role in this documentary. It was the horses. I don't even that, know if I could have watched a full dog one because maybe, and that's maybe the selling point. Yeah, is that if it was dogs, people would be in. If it was dogs that took the forefront of this, and it was men doing things to dogs, then it would be an outrage. Yeah. You know, but this was women doing things with dogs and it was very low key as opposed to this guy who's just going at it with horses. And then like that moment when she's like, I fucked my first dog and I was like, I can't get pregnant with puppies. And they're like, (laughs) she said she literally was like, she seriously was like, my first thought was after finishing with the dog, you can't get pregnant with puppies. Right. And it's like and they're laughing, uh, and she's like making hamburgers, and then should I put more mushrooms in the salad? You know, it's like what? this is the intelligence level that we're dealing I with. I know, though. you know what I mean. Like that's why I said it's like when you said what's the correlation between Trump people and this is like there you go. It's you know like man, there's too much to say there. I mean, and people go. get mad. People think that you know that there's like some weird bat eating 
like COVID thing. I'm like, right. look in your own backyard, you know? Amen. Oh, and that's the other thing is like these goddamn Chinese people with bats and pangolins. And it's like, no, bro, let's start at raw dogging fucking horses. <laughs> yeah, okay? there, that's going to be the next, the next, yeah. uh, big disease jump is going to be someone in Missouri. In my, like, I don't know if that hit you guys, but right off the bat, I was like, dude, wait a minute. Like, yeah. Animals carry diseases. Like, that's how we got AIDS, right? When isn't you were talking like, about the glove that- up to your shoulder, I'm like, wait a minute. Give me a full suit. I don't want to. I don't want to be inside yeah, of like a full Well, that's the hazmat. thing, bro. Even with that glove, where I know this from experience, wear your worst clothes that day because it's not going to. It's like, it, like in your mind, you're like protecting your hand, you know? Mm-hmm. But you know you're going to get hit with something. Oh, these, I mean, these are just my horse fist and jeans. Because <laughs> that's the thing is like a lot of times it's a clear project like not a projector right a blockage inside the oh, cow oh boy so you move because you got seven stomachs that you're dealing oh with. yeah 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 so you reach in there and you move something out of the way because you also got to remember cows not a natural animal and the shit we feed them isn't natural right right, right. you know i mean we think it's natural because we grow it but like this is like where we're at these are advanced stuff and so like the cow you move something and then that blockage opens up and that's a huge animal shooting yeah. the rest of that stuff at you. So that tends to happen. Yeah. You know, and like, but that's, you know, that's part of I, just working I on the farm. I grew up in Upjohn country. Upjohn's from Kalamazoo, Upjohn Pharmaceuticals. And there were Upjohn farms where you could see cows grazing that had windows in their stomachs. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's still a thing. Yeah. That's still a thing. Like you could, uh, th- it's fucking freaky. It's like, they do it to analyze how the, the process is moving through the cow. And, and a lot of actually um, people who are making like um, better food products, like, you know, like the organic stuff, it, you, they use cows in that manner to like to see how organic, you know, how organically things are moving through the cow. Right. Because humans and yeah, cows. And it also are- helps because you now you could just dump the stuff you need to in there to help the cow out digest it better well i was looking for the place to put the quarters (laughs) (laughs) it's so gross though to see that thing it's so gross and weird it's and it's weird because you see the food actually moving yeah yeah you see it and it's constantly moving it's not ever not and it's just a weird and i mean it really is like your own stomach as well that's how it works i'm very curious like if what an animal what animal rights people think of this film I've got to be like real bummed out on the whole thing, but like <laughs> would, from a slightly extra uh, angle. Yes, I think that's the understatement of the year. I think people well, might like, be a little like bummed out. They're already like, yeah, it's like it's like you know we eat them, <laughs> then we also fucking them. Fuck. Yeah, like, they're still shocked, and the response is yet to be delivered. That's how long it's been. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think that's the thing. Is like I literally think these guys are like it's going to be played in Great Britain. <laughs> There's going to be no real effects to us. There's nothing that's going to happen. And then, you know. Well, Mark went he, on what? Like, uh, he went on Jerry Springer, right? Yes, but oh, they decided right. not. Mark they didn't air no, it, right? They didn't air it? it right. Oh yeah, they God. didn't air it. You know, Mark's given no fuck. Too so, shocking like, for fucking Jerry Springer. That's something. Yeah. Like, he, Mark obviously didn't give any fucks because he's marrying the motherfucking horse. Yeah. You know, like. But the other guys were probably like, oh, it's, it's not going to be a big deal. We'll never go to that stupid country. Right. You know? yeah, and here we are, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're never, <laughs> never going to leave. We're never going to go out there. There's no Donald Trump out there. <laughs> right. Oh, my and goodness. And then here we are now, you yeah. know, middle America. Guess what? 
It's happening. That's hilarious. Happening. This is why the UFOs won't land. This is why they're, <laughs> they're not afraid of us. This is like I'm them. I know that's a joke and a meme, but like that's the question right now. Is they're like, well, they've been popping up everywhere. How come they haven't contacted us? Because I wouldn't either. No, we've nuked ourselves at least twice. You know, like we fuck animals. Like, no, we're not ready. <laughs> we're not ready to be beamed up yet to a better place. We are the otters. Whatever makes that tic tac that's floating around like that. Has it good? Oh my! <laughs> and then we're the dirty, fucked up cousin that you got to pick up and take Je to the party at some point. Just we order. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is funny. Just we order. <laughs> oh, let's. Oh my goodness, Butch. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, but before we go, before we go, let people know where they can find you, Butch, and if you want on social media. Uh, but Jessica Bar on, on Instagram and we can go from there. Awesome. And you again, all complaints, direct all complaints to Butch all Escobar complaints. on social media. Oh yeah. Hit up my <laughs> management team. My dad, uh, he handles all that stuff. But do so. you have any shows? You're going to post your shows on your social medias. Um, yeah. Uh, how, okay, sure. I'll be, um, I'll be at the setup this weekend, the 4th and 5th of June. And, uh, Sally tomatoes. Come see me headline on the 15th. Well, what about in, the wheelhouse? Um, I'm doing that with you. Oh shoot! How am I not, dude? How am I not plugging my own show? Yeah, plug your own show, which is because I'm. This is new to yes, me. This I is know. the third. You're going to be doing the third one that we have, right? Uh, Wheelhouse the twelfth with headliner Paco Romain. Hey, uh, and I'm looking. For, I'm a big fan, bro. Like I'm a big fan of this podcast. I'm a big fan of both of oh, you guys. Thank you. But um, I love watching Paco because, you know, as a comic, you. You've seen everything. You, I don't like to really sit inside and watch comedy anymore as much. Same. You know, like when I see you at the, when I go to the punchline, I go to hang out, smoke weed, uh, ha like sit in the in the green room and bitch at life with Connor Kellicut. <laughs> and then, but when Paco gets on, I have to go because it's always different. It's always something that I haven't seen before and I fall apart. Uh -uh. Paco makes me laugh. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. That's very nice of you. Um, and yeah, so come to the wheelhouse in San Jose, right? San or Jose, um, um, in Willow Glen, uh, the best way to find it. And I know people kind of been making fun of me for it, but it's owned by the round table pizza owners. The wheelhouse is a tap room owned by the round table next door. There's a little doorway. You walk in, you buy a pizza, buy a beer, watch a free show. I grew up on round table, man. I love those commercials. Oh, those two guys. Man, I used to eat at that one. I love those, oh, those yeah, two guys. The, they're like the Statler and Waldorf of the South Bay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the cooks. Yeah. At, I, I never realized that they weren't cooking for round table. Oh, they, they were the, always cooking for, for the competitor. Oh, they're like they the Maytag guy. Yeah, yeah, they're like the big tag guy. <laughs> the big tag repair guy. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah round table. I don't necessarily like support corporate entities, but there are few and far between, and one of them is round table. It's the best pizza. It always is the best pizza. So I'm so happy to have them as a place to do a show at. And then like I said, the wheelhouse is brand new. It's in it's in a part of San Jose that is beautiful. I mean just beautiful. It's my favorite part of San Jose. Uh, it's on Lincoln Avenue. So come check us oh, out, man. It's about to get overrun with a bunch of filthy perverts. Thanks to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> on that, thank you so much, Butch. Thank you, Butch. Thank you, guys. Uh, this is a big. This is a big deal for me. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about SupDoc at supdocpodcast.com, recapping reality since 2015. 
Our theme song was written by David Siegel, and our show was engineered by Will Scoville. Our associate producer is Nick Colsis. Please donate to the show through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash podcast. And if you want to help us out in any other way, please just share the show with a friend. Join the Doc Talk and check out our hot takes, pictures, and videos on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're Subdoc Podcast on all of those platforms. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can find Paco and George's comedy gigs when those are happening again on the About Us page on the site. Subdoc is by Doc fans for Doc fans. So if you want to advertise with Subdoc or if you got a film or opinions or if you want us to have a certain guest on, please hit us up. We'd love to hear from you and what you're docking out on. Email us at subduckpodcast at gmail.com. 